This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Work Talk. This is a podcast series by The Straits Times to help you work smarter, think deeper, and get ahead in your work life. I'm Chris Bu. In today's podcast, we're talking about data skills. Or to be specific, workers' abilities to exploit data and use them effectively at work. Last week, a report released by data analytics platform Tableau showed something shocking. Singapore's managers are among the most demanding in the world when it comes to expecting some level of data skills from their workers. On the other hand, Singapore workers are among the least equipped with data skills to meet their job requirements. And they say the reason is that their managers are not training them enough. If you need to use dashboards at work or make presentations with sexy data charts, should the company be teaching you how to do it? Or should you try to figure it out yourself? Data literacy. Whose responsibility is it? Joining me today to talk about this are Mr. RJ Abfani, Vice President of Business and Partnerships for Asia Pacific at Tableau, and Mr. Keith Saw, a digital marketing executive in an automotive technology startup. Welcome to the show, RJ. Thank you so much, Chris, and thank you for having me today. And glad to have you on the show too, Keith. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. RJ, may I start with you? You know, in the Tableau report last week, was there anything that surprised you? Yeah, you're referring to the Forrester report that, uh, that we had commissioned. So uh, a couple of things did surprise me. Um, first of all, it was really nice to see that Singapore companies really understand the value of data and making them successful in business. But there were two surprises for me. The first one was the importance that Singaporean employees place on data skills training. Up to 74%, Chris, said they would be uh, open to leaving their company if they didn't get adequate training. So that was the first surprise. The second surprise was there was a big divergence. 78% of companies, Singaporean companies, thought they were providing adequate training to their employees, but only 37% of the employees felt that they were receiving adequate training. So a big divergence. Uh, those were the two surprises for me. What were the reasons companies gave for not training their employees deeply or broadly enough? Sure. Many Singapore companies are themselves embarking on building a data culture. They don't have enough people to provide the training. And quite frankly, they don't know how to impart the training. That's what uh, the survey results revealed. But the good news is that there are uh, fixes to that. There are ways of overcoming these challenges. If management, the leadership, makes this a priority, a goal for themselves, if they set aside some budget, if they run things centrally, working with outside experts, these challenges can be overcome and we can upskill uh, the workforce to be more data-centric in the decisions that they make. We have the government emphasizing a lot on lifelong learning in Singapore. Should workers be taking charge of their own data literacy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question about it. There are many government agencies, some of which my own company is partnered with, like NTUC Learning Hub. We are working with IMDA, uh, Skills Future. There are many, many opportunities out there, Chris, for, for, for employees and for individuals to upskill and to learn about data skills, right? But the key point is that it's not just around the individual. The individual is just one piece of the puzzle. We've got to have an ecosystem around us, companies, the government, academia, and of course, individuals, if we really want to drive towards more data-centric decisions, 
more companies that are truly data-driven enterprises. I was reading a 2017 report from McKinsey where they did a survey with American companies. And CEOs overwhelmingly said that companies should take the lead in providing data training for its employees. So in your opinion, who should be responsible for data literacy in a company? Should it be the workers or should it be the employers? Yeah, so it's really a shared responsibility, Chris, the way I see it. And, and, and let me explain that a little bit, right? The, the companies, especially in Singapore, we actually have the highest expectations of data literacy from our, from our employee base. Uh, employers expect 91%, excuse me, 91% of our employers expect their, their staff members to have at least basic data literacy. So expectations are very, very high. At the same time, uh, we, as, we, as we talked about earlier, uh, many employees do not feel they're getting adequate, adequate training, right? So I see this shared, right? I'll give you one or two examples to, to further illustrate this, right? For employers, if they uh, are focused on making it one their own goal, but also, right, very importantly, if they walk the talk, if the senior leaders walk the talk, if they drive their businesses using data, it will almost forcibly permeate and spread this data culture in their own companies. They can also facilitate setting up communities, communities of experts. So while the companies can set that up, it's up to the individuals, especially those with high-level skills, passion around data, to join these communities and to help their, their colleagues and basically uplift the whole group. So it's a shared thing. Uh, it's really around an ecosystem. Thank you, Ajay. Now, I want to introduce you to a digital marketeer so you could hear his perspective from the worker's point of view. So, Keith, hi. Hi. So, Keith, you are a digital marketeer. Tell us how you use data on a daily basis. Well, I'm actually currently working for a young startup in an automotive e-commerce space. So part of my job is actually to identify data points to better understand uh, our consumer's uh, behavior. And um, I think in digital marketing, like data helps us to answer a few questions like where our consumers are coming from and what kind of like content motivates them, especially to purchase. So this also helps us to create better marketing strategies. On top of that, these data are also shared uh, with our stakeholders regularly to facilitate their business decisions. You know, all these skills that you talk about, using your analytics skills, your search engine optimization skills, how did you pick up these skills? Were you trained by your company or did you have to have all these skills before you could have gotten the job? Yeah, so interestingly enough, I was actually an ex-athlete and I was always within the sports industry. But I think it's because of the pandemic, which actually realized how important digitalization is. Yeah, so when I pursued my career in digital marketing, then I exposed myself to various like tools like Google Analytics, Google Ads, and all these are all free online courses. So on top of that, there are also like subsidies from the government uh, with the IMDA Seed Plus initiative and SkillsFuture credit. So all these uh, subsidies actually helped me to find my path towards digital marketing. And I think in school, we also get to learn about applied statistics. So we actually use them during our final year research project and uh, actually like taught us basic quantitative methods and qualitative methods. And it actually gave me a foundation on how I can apply all this knowledge towards uh, digital marketing as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to add something if I, if I could. So uh, Keith, you, you, you're very perceptive when you talked about the pandemic and, and, and how much more digitalization has happened. In fact, we're seeing that everywhere, right? Like 
it's using data that governments, healthcare organizations have helped society navigate the challenges. And while you're obviously somebody who's done well, you know, you, you, you're coming up in your, in your career, many, many people now appreciate the value of data all the more because they've experienced it through, through, through the pandemic, right? The trace together, being notified. And it was thanks to us having a data strategy in our, in our country, or at least building up one very quickly that, um, you know, we, we kept ourselves relatively safe. Um, it just shows, Chris, how data can be used, not just in traditional areas of the career, but even, even nationwide. I'm so, I'm always, always been so on data. <laughs> so, and Keith, but when you spoke about, you know, all the things that you've done before you entered the company, you know, you, you've done your own self-study, you've done a lot of courses. Um, do you think your company is doing enough to train you for your job? I think like immersing myself in towards, the, uh, towards this automotive tech e-commerce industry or this space uh, actually uh, gave me more opportunity into how we can apply uh, all this knowledge and skills towards the real world. So I think uh, the company is receptive of the idea of us upgrading our skills. And um, as soon as I got my full-time employment with the company, they actually uh, supported my decision in like pursuing uh, certification or upgrading our skills uh. I think there's adequate support in my company. and uh, But at the end of the day, I still think it's a personal responsibility to look for skills that we want to gain more knowledge of. So, of course, there's always more room for improvement in our support system. So, Keith, you're working for a technology startup. When you speak to your peers, do you get the feeling that they are getting enough adequate training on the job from their companies? Mm, I think my peers definitely have a sense of, I think, digital and data literacy. But I think it's a culture, like how we want to upgrade our skills. In terms of like the company culture, we don't, I don't get much feel for uh, employees being more proactive towards trying to find uh, more ways to improve their skills. It could be a culture thing or it could be the amount of time that we have allocated specifically for learning. What would you like your company to do more of? I think it would be great if we can get like uh, individual budgets for employees for skills upgrading as a form of benefits. I mean, this is just a suggestion and also, uh, I mean, realistic or not, I think it would be really interesting if we can actually have like maybe an hour set aside just for our staff and our colleagues to actually learn and upgrade their skills. So when we do this kind of like benefits, it actually motivates staff to take more proactive approaches to upgrade their skills. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, we have come to the executive ask expert time. Do you have a question for Ajay? Yeah, I think Ajay mentioned about how the actually like data literacy culture in Singapore is actually like growing. I think for academics, or at least in our uh, universities, our polytechnics or even our junior colleges, we do dabble with some data during our time schooling. But I'd like to know if there's any advice you can give to any maybe fresh graduate uh, in terms of building like a foundational knowledge for data. And if so, should there be a general modules or tools incorporated into our education? I think that's an excellent question. So the answer is yes, Keith, and I'll tell you why. Where we used to traditionally think of people using data, for example, data scientists, or data analysts, um, they continue to use data. But the truth is all of us need, need, need uh, to have a good 
whole of uh, data, a good knowledge of data skills. I mean, you're, you're a great example, right? The concept of digital marketing itself is relatively new, you know, and, and it's all about the data, as you yourself said, where your customers are, where your customers are coming from, what they're interested in. You're able to make those, those calls and help your company with the right strategy. So the point is today, no matter what you do, if you're a fresh graduate, you're going to need to have data skills, right? That's the first point. I would love to see not just graduates getting a, a, a training or foundational knowledge, but I'd love to see this happen early on in, in, in the educational journey of our students, Keith. It's easier to learn it at a younger age than it is uh, the older you get. So I'd love to see that get into the curriculum um, as early as possible. Now, some schools are already doing this. Uh, the Nanyang Business School of NTU, right? Um, they require their uh, first-year students to, to learn data skills. In fact, we're Tableau's partnered with them. That's just uh, one example. So absolutely, I'd love to see it in the curriculum. I'd like to see it early and some more forward-thinking universities like, uh, like NTU are already doing this. I want to make just one more point, especially since you talk about young graduates. The world is digitizing more and more and more. As there's more digitalization happening, data is just exploding, right? It's just exploding. For a young graduate, if I was a young graduate, I still wish I was a young graduate, but if I, if I was, I would invest the time, Keith, uh, in, in building up my skills in this area. Because not only would it make me more successful if I understand data, if I can communicate using data, and most importantly, if I can take the right actions to make me successful, but it also future-proofs my career. Because I'm young, I have many years in front of me, either within my existing organization or even on the outside. So, um, so absolutely, I'd love to see this getting into the curriculum early. And to all those uh, young graduates out there, invest the time, guys. Excellent point, Ajay. I would love to see the young people making the life decisions based on data. That'd be really interesting. Yes, like choosing a marriage partner using data. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting as well, right? There are a lot of now. There's lots of ways of uh, even dating where people are looking at. Uh, data of possible matches and, and whatnot, but maybe a discussion for another day. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And it's a pleasure having both of you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for taking on this very important topic. And thank you, Keith, and uh, congratulations on you, on you having uh, the data skills that are necessary to make you successful. I'm sure you'll do very, very well. Thank you. Thank you, Keith and Ajay. It was a pleasure having you two today. I'm Chris Boo, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Work Talk a podcast by The Straits Times. If you'd like to read the stories online or in print, they appear under the series Work Life, and there's a link in our podcast text description below. Have a good work week. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.